Hi, everybody. This is John with Out of Character, and today we are returning to our Lamplighters campaign for a special continuation. I have two people joining me today, but primarily we have, of course, Jessica, who is playing the Drow Umretana. Yes, Umretana Hanvir, a warlock uh, who's striving to be a cleric of Eilishray. A warlock who's like, I'm like, I'm a recovering warlock. I know, I know. It's just kind of like a weird dual class on that. You know, it's very conflicting. Uh, last time, for those who, I know it's been a while um, on the pod since we've gotten to Lamplighters, the party basically entered the estate of this Dwergar who is running the underworld in Saragon uh, named Bulp Dulce. Spade of Clan Dullspade. They infiltrated his menagerie, found a mind flayer, and basically argued about whether they should save him or take him, you know, back to their in to, you know, treat his clear injuries. Umaytana, you just took his blood because that's what you needed, and you're like, you are on your own. I don't care what you do with the Mind Flayer. Bast basically emphatically refused to leave the young, injured creature and took it out of the menagerie. And you have basically been working your way through the city. Uh, Bast is sticking to alleys and avoiding notice as best as he can. Nisa, you've basically been forced to I told Act you so. Scout. I told the entire time. I'm going to when I get to tell you. I told you so. But you do make it back to the camel's hump without anyone noticing. He's basically Bass is basically like draped this thing in every spare bit of cloth that he had to disguise it. So it looks like he's carrying maybe like an injured person or a young an, a very ill person. Uh, no one's getting in your way or causing you any problems. As soon as they get through the door of the camel's hump. Nisa and Bass start to argue emphatically about everything that just happened. I'm just going to go back to my room. You're just going to go to your room? It's not my problem. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you know. Okay. I, <laughs> but you've got the drow blood. You've got yeah. the uh, the, the um, mind flare blood, too, so that's... Yeah, if anything, if you want to let them go, let them do whatever, I don't think that you should get involved with them. I really want nothing to do with the Mind Flayer. I know what they are. I know how horrible they are. And I don't even know if that is a Mind Flayer, technically, because he could be... Anyway, I don't know. It could be. It could be anything. You know, I don't know. So I really want nothing to do with it. Fair enough. So you're going to go to your room and just kind of... Well, what she'll do... Like, what time is it right around now? I'm assuming Uh, it's late. Right now, it's about 4. A.M.? P.M. P.M., okay. So, basically, just go upstairs, just kind of relax for a little bit and wait for nightfall. Okay. Uh, Once night comes out, then she'll do her little little ritual to Isla Stray, which is basically dance naked in the moonlight, so. So, you go to your room. Do you lock the door routinely when you're in your room, or do you just... Yeah, yeah, I don't trust people, especially here. The bolt slides into place, and you immediately, without even turning around, you sense that there is another presence in your room. Okay, pull my dagger and turn. So you turn dagger drawn, and you see on the far end of your room, kind of leaning against your wardrobe, just taking in your appearance as you're armed, uh, a very handsome-looking drow male. He's unusual at a glance because, one, he has a mask that he's wearing. It's purple. 
He's wearing flowing purple robe. And the oddest thing about him is he has bright blue eyes and blue hair. This isn't the guy I talked to in the bar. No. Okay, okay. No. That, you remember that guy, though. Yeah, this is not <laughs> that drow. Um, the, the tongueless drow who, who uh, is working for Bulb and has kind of been feeding you a little bit of information. Uh, no, this yeah, is someone yeah. decidedly else. Okay. Now... As a first impression, do I recognize anything with it? Do they recognize the mask? Any sort of, you know, uh, um, family, house, anything like markings on him? Pictures of spiders, anything. There are just, he is decidedly spider free. You notice that he doesn't have like a house marking, which like, Normally, robes would have, like, house markings, something to identify, you know, he is a member of a powerful house. Yeah, exactly. That is not present here. Okay. Um, If you want to check on, like, historical significance of his mask or anything, just let me know what kind of check you're making, and I'll let you know. Um, let me see. I guess it would probably be history. Either, I guess, history, or I could do investigate. No, not investigation. History would probably be the best one, which isn't that good on me, but here. Give a shot. Um, oh, uh, modified 20. Modified 20? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual for Drow to wear masks, especially on the surface. A lot of them will wear, like, specialized lenses to avoid, you know, being blinded in the daylight. But there's no special lenses here. It's just basically, like, decorative. Uh, you do notice, you being who you are, you know that worshippers of a particular Drow deity are often... Wearing masks is a sign of reverence to their god. Okay. Uh, that's Verun. He is the basically the god of like drow males and um, thievery and trickery and the night. He's uh, Elastray's brother. brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is just taking you in, and he has kind of like a bemused grin. Might I ask why you're in here? I tend to avoid the arguments of surfacers. I see that you were of a like mind. Um. Yes. Yes, very much, um, but it still doesn't answer why you're in my room. There's plenty of other places to go. True, but I had reason to seek you out in particular. And why is that? You are a worshiper of a particular deity in which I have an interest. Explain. The goddess that you pledged your service to, have you noticed that her... Answers have been less than forthcoming of late. I never really expect her to answer. I know that she is uh, probably very busy and would uh, wish that someday that that blessing may fall upon me. But I I do not expect for that to happen. My faith remains strong whether she talks to me or not. But I still do not know what type of business that is of yours. The family kind. My sister would have sought you out had she been able by now. She would have heard your prayers when I heard them. Insight. Insight, yep. (laughs) Um, Not high. Only a ten. You sense no deception or lie in what he's saying. When I heard you calling out to her in the Underdark, I knew that something was amiss when she did not answer your call. Prove you are who you say you are. You are wise to question me. So you have a window that looks out to the courtyard. They do draw a curtain over it. He opens the window. As I said, it is now 4 p.m. He kind of doesn't even bother to shield his eyes as, you know, full daylight shines on him. Keep in mind, my dagger's still drawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of, like, waves his hand over the window, and it is completely night outside. Um, well, is, the window, is, is the window closed? Is it glass? Is it's it, not. It, it's an open just window. Just an open yeah. window. 
What trickery is this? Although I enjoy uh, the occasional trick, this is not a trick. You asked me to prove who I am, and I hope this will suffice. It, it wasn't like time. It, it wasn't like like we waited there for. You know what I mean? It like, happened it in just, an instant. You basically he waved his hand over this window, and it is night outside your window, as far as you can see. Can I see anybody on the street? Your window looks out into the courtyard, so... Is there anybody in the courtyard? At the moment, no. No. Keeping in mind that he rented... Your monk ally has rented out every room because they don't want a bunch of guests poking their nose in your business. Excuse my bewilderment, but I don't... I mean, uh, I really don't know what to say right now. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll put the dagger away. How how did you, how did is it, it it's dark out now? It's dark, yeah. I'm just going to let him continue to talk. I'm just going to kind of Okay, what what do you need from me? My business keeps me from exerting a great deal of effort into finding out what is keeping my sister from pursuing her goals. I need someone of faith to seek her out. Her worshipers are in danger. And if she cannot defend them, then it falls to me to look after them, or our mother will certainly see to them. Okay, what, what would you ask of me? I would ask you to be what you always proclaim you are, a worshiper and believer in the goddess. And in this instance, since she cannot empower you, I would lend you my strength. And she's thinking, because it, it, you know, cause at this point she's thinking, is she turning her back on her goddess, or is she doing what she should? Y you know what I mean? Like, accepting another for aid. Do I feel like any sort of divine power from him, or I have to, I have to, I have to kind of give in first, I guess? You don't sense anything coming off of him. Again, this is the first time you've been in a presence of a someone who proclaims to be a god, so you have no real point of reference to, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's why she is just very skeptical right now. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if, you know... This is, if you are who you say you are, and if the, and if Isla Stray requires my assistance, and if there's anything I can do to, to help her, I will, I will gladly do whatever I must and accept any help... And what should you are willing to give? And she'll go to one knee. He gestures for you to rise. My sister has a fondness for weapons of, of swords. In times of old, she would have certainly granted you one, but since she is not here, I will see you armed for the task ahead of you. It will not be a small matter. So he takes his hands and kind of makes this spinning gesture at the window. There's like a ray of moon coming in. And you see him just kind of, like, take the light in his hand and start to shape it and stretch it like it's almost like white cloth. And he unfurls it and spools it a few times and stretches it out. And you see this long blade start to manifest itself out of this light that he has altered. You know this is a moon blade. Oh, yes. Um, you've yeah. seen, you know, other ones, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you've heard of them. Mm -hmm. um, normally moon blades are ancient Weapons that have served a particular elven house. They would have the names of all their previous owners etched into them. Yes. There are no names appearing on this moon blade. He offers the blade to you. Take this. Okay. You feel a presence when you when your hand wraps around this sword. 
you can you, in your head. I'm going to. I was going to say. It's like, can I can I say something to it? I'm going to give a drow greeting to it. Just I, I don't know the words for hello or right. anything like that. But I am going to try to speak to it. Here's the thing. She would know what this is mm-hmm. because she would have read about it while she was being held captive. Oh, absolutely. By her, you know what I mean? Because remember, she was sneaking knowledge. Yeah. For years before she ever got away. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So she knows that there is a. A sentient... This is a sentient being. A voice speaking in Elven gently reaches out to you. It's not a forceful presence in your mind. I imagine your time as a drow, you've had more than one mind-altering experience going on. (laughs) This is more of a comforting search, not someone trying to rip through your mind. Are you to be my owner? That's the way it's looking. I believe yes. (laughs) And and excuse me for my um, my bewilderness at this uh, bewilderness <laughs> at this situation. I was just planning to come home and go to bed, and now <laughs> there's a, a god and a sword in my room. I'm just going to say, it, it, I believe yes, if you were to have me. Make a persuasion check with advantage. So 14 and 10. Okay. So 14. You sense that the search of your memory, you, this thing was probably like, fingering its way through your mind, sensing your motives, going through your your memory of your life gently, not probing anywhere that you would have put up a guard. When there is no light, I will be with you. And when you look at the sword, your name in Elven appears on the blade, the only name present. The apparent god nods approvingly at this. Well, it seems to have accepted you. That's good. I couldn't force it. So you have this this sword in your hand. So what would you like to do at this point? You you have Well, this- first thing I would like to know, um, uh, what is your name? He just kind of smiles at you. I think you know. No, I'm talking to the sword. Oh, you're talking to the sword? Okay. Yeah. Unless you would like me to name you. You may call me what you will. Do you like Arolay? It means moon dancer in drow. That is acceptable. When you, are, are you just like totally like ogling your sword at this point. Like, this is so badass. <laughs> the only thing with it is am I now proficient with a sword, with it? Yes. Okay, cool. You are proficient with this weapon. Okay. That specific weapon. That, okay, cool. That's cool. Let me see. And and I'm going to ask the, um, is this blade bound to Illustrate or you? It is your blade. It is bound to you. Okay. When this is all over, she's just going to go out to the courtyard do her thing, because the whole thing with Illustrate is she dances naked in the moonlight with a broadsword. Right. That's what her plan would be. Right. Absolutely. Like some like some dance with the sword. Before you go. But I'm in no hurry to do yeah. that, you know. I do have I'm in the presence of the god. In fact I would like to offer him some tea or something. <laughs> said, like, I don't make tea, but I'll send the servants who yeah, wait on me hand and foot to I get can- I can order you something if you would like. There is one other thing I would give you. He offers you a symbol. It is a jade mask. It's about the size of the palm of your hand. It wouldn't fit your face, but okay. it would serve as a, a symbol of <coughs> divinity. That will allow you to channel my power when you need it more effectively. Okay. What what does it do? You will know what to do with it when the time is right, I think. There is one other piece of advice I can offer you. Mm-hmm. The companions that you have, they will need you as much as you will need them. I would suggest that you make for Calumport as soon as you can. That is where my sister was last heard. For what is about to happen, I am sorry I could not protect you. 
but I hope these tools will allow you to protect yourself. At which point you wake up on your bed, your new sword in a scabbard next to you. It is daytime outside, and you hear a deafening roar that echoes through your window, knocking things off of your table from just the vibrations Mm -hmm. of the force of this, uh, and you... Just hear people screaming and bells ringing outside of your window. And that is where we're going to stop this session, and we will pick up next time with more lamplighters. Until next time, everybody, play more games and be safe. Bye!